this is Ange. And this is Deb. Welcome to Monday Morning Mindsets. Good morning, folks. We're back with our Monday Morning Mindsets. A fantastic Frenzy Friday. A Frenzy Friday. You liked the word frenzy since I do. Frazzled, frenzy. Isn't that how a lot of people maybe kind of feel? But if they look back, of course they feel that way. They just did a lot and conquered their week. Yeah, but we want them to feel. But the frenzy could be a good take Less a deep frenzy. breath. I guess yeah, it gives right. them it gives them an opportunity to take the pause. Right to find the pause. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, friendly Friday. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Remember that starts with a ph. Yeah, it does. Oh. It does have the f. It does. Yeah. Oh, the five-year-old mindset. Freaky Friday. Did you say that one already? I like. It. <laughs> I think we all like a little fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Friday. We're just getting, we're getting okay. all the F words in, folks. It's January little- 6th. Today is um, the first Friday of 2023. And we bring to you this positive mindset in a slow shift, delivering to you a wonderful opportunity to listen to two besties and join this journey of growth with us. So cute. In the new year. All right. So the number six, would you like me to tell you about that? Please. All right. The number six astrological sign is Virgo. And Virgo is extremely service oriented, which I thought this was interesting because each one of these kind of comes back to like all the things I'm going to teach you about here. Come back to like your successfulness, your material possessions, your, um, your values. So, um, Virgo, in being the service-oriented, gives completely to help improve a situation for, like, others or for yourself. So it's like a a full go-in. So when you say Virgo, I'm thinking of the signs that we are made to understand about, like, people's birthdays? Yeah, it's an astrological sign. Okay, so what are the dates for that? Well, it's just the sixth astrological sign. I don't know what the dates are. I was just looking up facts about the number six. See, that's how many questions my brain automatically Well, I will look that up for you, and I'll find that out in the future. (laughs) Um, So six, the number six in numerology is the embodiment of the heart, a powerful force of compassion and empathy. And it symbolizes the uh, the use of the heart and the soul, which I thought was really cute. And I read this fact. So it took me a minute to figure it out because it was like people who have the number six in their name, they're very like loving people. And I was like, how do you have a number in your name? And then I figured it out. It's like how many letters you have in your actual name. Yeah. See, my, my thoughts were automatically like trying to think of what names have the letters S-I-X oh, in nice. their name. Oh, that could be a way too. Yeah. I could cannot be both think be right. of, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but we'll have to, uh, we'll have to explore that. So it could be both. Well, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I am not a numerologist. We I just promise really you, like numbers. even my mother's brain thinks this many questions all the time. So I have learned that we are more normal um, because if anybody believes it, Debbie is normal. She's her own normal, like I'm my own normal and you're your own. But the thoughts are constant. The yes. thoughts are constant and the conversation can bring so many different curves. Well, Jeff, he used to say, which he hasn't said this in a while. I've never met anyone that asked so many questions, but maybe he's just gotten used to it now. 
for a while. He was like, I'm not going to no, answer it when you say that. I word. have heard from many different wonderful, inspiring men in my life that they learn how to block it out. <laughs> Jeff, am I right? He gave a thumbs up. Yes. And I say thank you to those of you that do that without starting an argument or putting you down. Like, but that's he not true. He for wants who you to are. say that he blocks it out, but he answers the questions. Sometimes. No, like almost all the time. It's a constant conversation. <laughs> he just flipped me off. He doesn't want to admit that about himself, folks, but he's really listening. So anyway, or maybe that's what I'm telling myself. But uh, And the angel number six deals with balance, and it's also associated with hard work and success and uh, your material possessions, which I thought was interesting. A lot of the number six has to do with your material possessions like that hard work week you're getting paid on a friday you know isn't, isn't that, that something yeah and then um this number six is actually associated with uh the planet venus which represents your values love pleasure and your material possessions again like i and all of these things that was talking about like your love and like this really uh heart-centered practice but then it was like and your material possessions so it's like it's a very interesting tie-in. You know, when you talk about material possessions, right away I think about um, mindset differences amongst people that um, live life to thrive for material possessions versus living life to thrive for um, the gaining of intrinsic rewards. Um, so people might often refer to people that want material items as materialistic. Um, I think it's a lot of what their focus and their mindset is on what life is and what thriving is and their next gain and all those things. But it helps me recognize that when you keep saying material possessions, um, I can't relate to a lot of people that they work really, really hard to get like the next bigger house because there's not an ounce of me that ever wants a bigger house. I don't ever want to clean more. Right. I have that same philosophy. And I don't want to spend more because it's just a structure that you should feel safe in. And But I also respect the people that invite me to their big, beautiful house that they've made that desire to work more materialistic for that next space. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, perceptions. Yeah, it is different perceptions. It's, um, you know, we all have a reward system. So what what makes you feel rewarded in your life? You know, like I, I've never dreamed of like having a, so Friday paycheck day was never a reward to you or it was, um, God, I've been old forever. Cause I was such a, I was You've been a, old, forever? old forever. I feel like, because I was a mom really young. So like in that Friday was just a way to take care of my family. So I don't know that it was like a reward, but it was definitely like a comfort to be able to, to provide for my family. Yeah. So, you know, I guess yeah. that's, that's what, what I mean, mean like, like, in the, in the, well, everybody needs forever. one, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. In that way. What about you? Did you feel like it was a reward? <clears throat> Paychecks? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Now that I miss them. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you have to, it's no longer uh, there, right? Sometimes. Right. Yeah. We take that for granted. Um, no, you, you know, I, I can honestly say, I think that I had gotten to the mindset that Friday paydays were almost kind of dreadful 
instead of looking at how prideful I was for all of the hard work that I had done to receive that reward, um, because I was always looking at where it's already gone to before I mm. even get to see the pleasure of that hard work and take it in and think about it because um, I definitely was, you know, living life like modern day society people and spending what you know you're already earning before you even get it. And so, yeah, I, um, it's almost like you dreaded Fridays instead of appreciated it. So I do um, learn a different mindset for that paycheck too now. Yeah, every ten dollars at a time. I'm like, just like I was when I was babysitting at thirteen. Like, whew, I'm gonna think real wisely before I spend it, you know. And I'm gonna really imply how hard I worked to earn it before I want to decide where it's gonna go. And when you measured how much a pair of shoes was with how many hours you worked, exactly. Yeah, true. Absolutely. I, um, you know, it's interesting when you're bringing that up and you're saying your hard work. One of the first things I did for myself for self care was on Fridays when I got divorced and I didn't have the children. I, you know, every other Friday they went to their dad. So when they were gone on the every other Friday, I would go home from work, like literally turn off my phone, pour a glass of wine, get out my ballet shoes from when we took a ballet class. Oh. I always had Taco Bell. Like I always had a takeout, but it was usually Taco Bell. And I danced in my kitchen by myself. I just shut all the world off. If people invited me somewhere on Fridays, I was like, oh, no, no, no. You, Friday's you, me time. You let the natural joy of yourself stay alive even through yeah. the hectic craziness. Yes. It was a reward that See, I See, I didn't myself. know that. I didn't missing. know you appreciated your ballet shoes like that. Oh, yeah, I still have those. I Every love once in a that. While. Actually, just a few weeks ago while Jeff was uh, out on his bourbon and cigar nights, I was in the kitchen with my ballet shoes. I love Not that, that I know what I'm doing, but I just go for it. I just that's feel my right. body move. That's, you know? And that's all you have yeah. to do. And I like that they're um, slippery enough that I can just like. So I thought for them. real that really what you got out of that ballet class was helping me get back to life. You and Rachel helped me find something beautiful to recuperate from almost dying that summer. And you knew something that would help me slowly use my body. And I thought that's all it was to you. Is that funny? No, I really took out. Because I was the ballerina joy. my whole life. Right. You had never done that. Oh, God, no. And I'm not graceful like you at all. Yeah. And but, we were, I mean, we were in our late 20s when we took that class. Correct. Yeah. Actually. It was. Well, I was 29. No, I was. So you yeah, were I was. Yeah, I started to say it was after my divorce. So yeah, was in my we were 31, whatever. Um, so I took out of that the grace of being able to just, like, move my body freely and, like, just feel... Like, of course, I've always danced. I love to dance, but a booty shaker dancer, you know? I had a really young mom taught me, like, you know, how to keep it young and fresh. <laughs> like, I've never seen age. her shake her booty. Oh, so you... So this is so funny because mom and Rachel and I used to have dance parties Ooh, Mama on Paula, the furniture. you're going to show me a move or two. Yes. Hello. I know what you got now. It was the only time we were allowed to stand on the furniture. And we would have dance parties and shake our booties and do the... Oh, yeah. How fun. Yeah, it was great. It's some of my favorite memories of growing up. But And then I continued that when the kids left for those first, like, few weeks, you get, like, so sad. It's, yeah. You know, like, you that's do. a... It's a really hard With time any transition. Divorce. Yes. And you miss them and you wonder. A change of relationships. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's why I created this fun thing for myself on Friday night. So I wasn't just sitting there 
crying like all night basically you know or like in this really like kind of um I don't know what the word for it. it was just like really down you know so I created this space and then like even now this is what god let's see Isabella is gonna be 19 so this is like 16 years strong now like I really like if we get invited to go if Jeff and I get invited to go somewhere on a Friday no like I really just not into it Isn't like that that's funny? my time yeah and a lot of people want to go out and keep that that um, high pressure building. Yeah. And that's why we have so many explosions on Friday night or Saturday, explosions of relationships breaking down or like, right. like kids having temper tantrum meltdowns because they just went, 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 went. Or they know? need the pause. They need their pause. The pause. And it's okay to pause on a Friday night. It is. It is. It's a beautiful thing to do. I love that you brought ballet up and that it brought grace to you. And um, the truth is, I think for any dancer, that's exactly um, the beauty of what ballet is, is the movement of your own mind and body, controlling it and bringing something joyful and beautiful alive, whether it's the right way or not, it's your way. Well, that's the exact principle of yoga. Isn't that something? Yeah, mind-body connection. Yes. Controlled movement. See? Going with See how much other people in different realms of talents have something in common? Kind of like different religions. Well, I mean, the activity, right? To keep your body active, it's very interesting how that really um, can bring so much grace. Love it. Okay, so what's our Friday mean? What is So Friday, it took us a little bit to get there, but that's okay. That was a good conversation. So it comes from the Old English frigidig, meaning Freye's day. In Latin, the name for the day we call Friday is Dies Verni. Venerous. Hey, girl, you're doing better than I could. So, <laughs> Dies Venerous meanings Venus's day, referring to the Roman goddess of love. So that is also associated in many different cultures. Um, Friday, the day of love. Do you think of love on Fridays? Huh. I don't, I don't know, know if that's, that's my catching first, up but... with somebody like that you haven't seen all week right? because life's been busy. Or like, um, I think right dates typically love, happen right? on Friday and Saturday nights. Oh, that's true. So maybe, maybe. So my my story of love, I'll share out. Um, I was just asking Angie um, if there's any significant days of Fridays throughout her life that um, really stood out, and she says no, no Fridays. But Fridays. In Daphne's world have been a very active world. thing. So, so um, definitely I'm a numbers person. I'm a science person. I'm a all these kinds of things person. And we've definitely figured that out. But um, my first reflection would be that Dominic was um, delivered on Friday, February 14th. The day of love. The day of love. And the truth is I really struggled through that. It was, it was a really hard um, delivery, um, very hard on my body, very hard on my son. But we came through it with so much love, and I said, I will forever and always, no matter what, have a Valentine. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. One of our besties, Jeff and I, then us, he was born on February 14th. He's a love baby. Look at that. And his girlfriend was also born on February 14th. Wow. I know, right? Look at that. 
Lots of uh, lots of little love. Fourteen, we love lots the number fourteen. Of, yes, lots we of do. Love. Lots of little love bugs. Yeah. Um, and then you said that Jalissa was actually induced on a Friday. Yeah. So, so then that was going back to the other Friday that was like so significant would be that, um, yeah, I was in the hospital and my body, you know, it, it always struggled with everything medically. So uh, they had kept me all week. And on Fridays when they decided that it was time to deliver her and I begged for a natural delivery, but she was not ready. That. She wasn't yeah. due until May 18th. And right. this is Friday, April 22nd, they're telling me we're going to take her. And I really wanted my mama and Fred to be there. So I bought time and let them induce me with that horrific drug. I swear, inducing is the worst. <sighs> Anyways, so yes, on Friday, April 22nd is when Jalissa started her beautiful entry into the world. And she blessed us on April 23rd, a Saturday. But so yeah, that Friday, two deliveries, Fridays, um, but great things about Fridays randomly is donut days at the schools for your homeroom and happiness and paydays and so you know, cute. I love birthday that. parties. So this Friday, um, we have a full moon. We do. So and it's the first full moon of the year. All right. And it's in the sign of Cancer. That's I. I am a cancer. So what that means is that it's a time to like go um, deep within our bodies. We're seeking like this nourishment and this belonging. And um, when you join with a natural cycle of nature, it's um, shown that it helps us understand ourselves on a deeper level. And so we're in this first full moon. Plus, we're in this really hibernation time of winter right? Like here where we're at. And so it's supposed to be this time of real like self um, reflection and uh, like, I think of like cozy sweaters and like just really, you know, uh, snuggling into life. So in this first full moon. So that your transformation can slowly like continue awakening as the spring arises and you have balanced and recentered and shifted 5% at a time every day of each beautiful week. Oh, and I read this beautiful thing speaking of that. So each full moon is a chance to start over, much as the full moon itself does in its cycle, right? So the moon gets really full. And in a full moon, it's supposed to be a time of like, when you have this like reflection. So the, um, the energy peaks. And basically, a full moon is like the cosmic sigh. It's like, oh, like when we're so all. So let full, me bring this right? real life. Everything is a life cycle. It is. Yes. Everything yes. has a cycle, and it's wonderful to watch that growth and that that bloom, that awakening. Um, but there's acceptances and changes that happen throughout all of the cycle. Well, I think, yeah, and there is, and I think one of the beautiful things about following nature's cycles is that it actually, our bodies are supposed to be in sync with the earth, you know, with, with this beautiful um, cycle. So this really puts us into like the mind frame of that. And it's like this perfect time to like tap into like the moon's power and practice a little self-care, whether that's like physically cleaning your home or emotionally, like, cleaning out the baggage of the month. Like, what can we let go of? What are the negative thoughts that are no longer serving us? Like, it's just this so really powerful time. So, work for yourself. Yes. Stop worrying about other people, what they need to be doing. 
start this year off fixing, yeah. correcting, growing. So it's interesting in the Farmer's Almanac, it was talking about like things you could do for the full moon. It was like ground yourself. So spend time in nature. Ready? Follow this. Journal. Right? Meditate. Um, what did it say? This uh, is the Farmer's Almanac. The here. Farmer's Almanac. Okay. Take a nap. So people, you know, that follow things totally different. Books that they've never read that we're talking yeah. about. This is... Everybody. It's telling us the things life we talk cycle. about. Yeah, the things we talk about all the time. Yeah, like take the pause. It's literally saying take the pause, connect into nature. Really beautiful. Yeah. Powerful Friday stuff. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, um, on this wonderful Friday, I do have a quote that I wanted to talk about. Um, usually we just read it, but let's really kind of talk about it for a minute. A mistake that makes you humble is better than an achievement that makes you arrogant. So true. It's so How many powerful. mistakes have you made in life? Oh, God, so many. Me too. I mean, that list is way, way longer than Santa's naughty list, mm -hmm. the amount of mistakes I've made. But How many achievements have you made? So many. I love that you say that. Yeah. Do you know how many people would look and say, not many? They'd say a ton of mistakes. They can't yeah. recognize their growth. Every mistake is on the way to an achievement. Always. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So do you feel like you're a humble person when you make a mistake? I try to be very humble all the time, but yeah. I would say so because in the way, I have no qualms on admitting that I made a mistake. Like, it doesn't, I know that it's for my well-being that I made the mistake. For, it's an opportunity to learn. And to shift. And so, yeah, I, I make mistakes every day. But I think about what am I learning from this and how do I make this better for the next time? And that's how you grow. Like, I'm not stagnant. Do you stagnant admit your mistakes to others or just yourself? Oh, no, I, I would freely admit my mistakes to others. Because you're really good at communicating. Yeah, I mean, like, self-awareness. I think in the way, like, so, like, Jeff and I even had a conversation earlier, but I was like, I feel uneasy about this, but, so, in the way that I approached the, like, situation to talk about it, like, I wanted to know if I was doing something that was causing, like, a situation, but it wasn't even a situation, it was just an uncomfortable moment or whatever that I was feeling, and I said to him, I might be living a trauma response, and he, you know, so it's like, that's in the learning. I think that's where you find your humility, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. How about you? I agree. I think that um, I, I always strive to stay being a humble person. It's who I naturally am. So through any mistake, um, whether I recognized it or not, first, if somebody brings it to my attention, I am certainly willing to recognize, learn, grow, and overcome Right, to think about it, right? Like, I think yeah. about when people tell me things, I will sit with it for a few days before I have an instant response. And sometimes it's not, it doesn't serve me. But sometimes it really has taught me a lesson, so. Yeah. So, like, there's things like, you know, I had to recognize in this last year, because I was in a classroom for so long, you get used to a certain way, but you don't realize out in society, that people aren't given those positive feedbacks and reinforcements and taught how to actually communicate. So for all of these people out there in this world that have definitely missed communication through 2020 and whatnot, 
Um, it's something that I've had to work on as far as continuing to remind others to be calm and humble with people that don't have these lessons of how to mm -hmm. recognize, you know, being that humble person or teaching a lesson somewhere, you know, so I don't know. I always say to people, you know, thanks for teaching me that or, you know, thanks for being patient with me. I didn't know how to do that um, rather than belittling me or shaming me or right. biting my head off. Yeah. Um, but it, it just creates that humble effect all day long and every part of your day. And as far as achievements go, um, I definitely um, hope that um, I am not a person that is arrogant about my achievements. I am so blessed. Like I, I say, like being able to thrive this last year and, and get my body working somewhat better again. Um, I wake up saying, thank you, God, for giving me legs that work. So um, it's your thank gratitude. You. Your gratitude. Thank you, God, for, for giving me the ability to have the mindset that even though my knee hurts, hurt really bad, I, I got through a knee replacement, I can still push and work to walk five miles again, not just sit down and give up, you know? So Sarah, um, she told me her mom used to say something, and now I know I'm not going to remember exactly, but it basically was something like, you can't be wanting at the same time you're thankful. Yeah, it's true. You know, like you There's can't. There's nothing I want for when I'm, when I'm yeah. being thoughtful. How of, powerful is that? It, I really, I talked to that right in and there. And that comes I from a woman it. that inspired us both as young children, yes. right? Yes, so good. Though. So hold yeah. on to those beautiful mamas. Or, or, yeah, or you can't be asking elders. when you're, like, praying or something. It was really powerful, but I took that. That's what I took from it. I thought it was great. So, all right, we're winding down on a Friday. And uh, if you love our podcast, please uh, do your girls a solid and like, like and rate and subscribe so you can get the little notifications when a new episode comes out. You can also find us on Facebook at Monday Morning Mindsets. And don't forget, the purpose of finishing this first week of January off together, doing a Monday morning mindsets, but offering it for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, was to offer some fun and joy of knowledge of words, numbers, but was to also offer you something to come back to. If you find that in the middle of March, it's a Wednesday and and you're thinking, man, those girls, Ange and Dev, you know, they brought something positive on that first Wednesday that really made me stay humble that week and really made me think about what I was grateful for. Re-listen. Yeah. Re-listen. You have a beautiful life ahead of you. Enjoy every single one of those days. Keep swimming, folks. Keep swimming. Peace.